As health and wellness providers, we know that better patient outcomes require a whole person, multidisciplinary approach that we just can't provide on our own. That's why I've started the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I'll be bringing you interviews with experts, tips, tricks, secrets, resources, systems, and solutions so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And creating your wellness center won't feel like starting over. Hello, everyone. This is Kendall back with another episode of Wellness Center Creators. Let's take a minute to chat about Jane, our show sponsor. If you haven't heard the name just yet, Jane is an all-in-one practice management software designed to be helpful to you no matter where or how you practice. The Jane team heard from quite a few practices that managing cancellations were a consistent pain point. Practitioners shared that there's often not enough time to fill last minute openings and gaps in the schedule, and clients end up waiting longer than they should. So the team got to work and created a new way to manage your wait list. Your clients simply add themselves to your wait list, and when someone cancels, Jane will give you the option to notify your waitlisted clients through text or email to book that spot. Jane also allows you to automate this process, So if you're tied up in a session, Jane will send those notifications out for you. Our clinic has already started using this new feature, which is a relief for our admin staff who manage the rest of our appointments. Between greeting clients, taking payments, and answering emails on the phone, it saves them a lot of time. If you want to dig into waitlist notifications or just get to know Jane a bit more, head over to jane.app. There, you can book a one-on-one demo with a member of their support team or mention the Wellness Center Creators podcast if you know you're ready to sign up for a one-month grace period applied to your new account. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Wellness Center Creators podcast. Today on the show, we have Joanna Sapir. Joanna is a business strategist for holistic practitioners, particularly those that integrate multiple modalities. Joanna's special ability is in helping practitioners set up reputable systems and processes in their businesses to serve their clients more powerfully, enroll committed long-term clients, and create steady income and cash flow. She has been a teacher and trainer for more than 20 years from the classroom to the gym floor, and now to wellness practices across the world. Born and raised in the San Francisco Bay Area, she's a mother of two, a USA Masters National Champion in Olympic-style weightlifting, and the host of the Business Revolution for Practitioners podcast. And you can learn more at joannasapir.com. Welcome, Joanna. It's so great to have you. Thanks so much for having me on, Kendall. I am excited to chat with you today. We have a lot in common, and I think our listeners will really appreciate what you have to say. So let's start with, you know, what are those common problems you see? So in your work as a business strategist, what are the common problems you see practitioners experiencing in their own businesses? Yeah, well, I'm sure you see the exact same thing. I think probably one of the number one issues I see is, inconsistency in business where, you know, there might be times where 
your practice is slammed and really, really busy, even maybe so busy that you have to turn people away. And then other times where it's crickets. And that definitely impacts cash flow as well, right? So it's like months can be great. You feel like you're doing great. And then what's going on, things are different. So the unpredictability of things, which I think can be fixed. And I think that's just what shows up from a lot of different actual problems. Like what are the problems creating that? There's many different things happening, but I'd say that's what shows up for people. And that just makes life, you know, stressful and kind of what am I, what am I doing this for when it, when it's so up and down, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. When I think, you know, most of us, when we start a business, it's just us to start. And so there's not as much need for the larger systems in place and that consistency throughout the business. And so then as we grow, we just see the gaps immediately and things feel overwhelming until we have a system in place. Uh, And sounds like that's what you're alluding to is once we have those strategies in place and systems and efficiencies, it actually creates so much more consistency in our work. Yeah. I think one, it's not necessarily natural for us. We get into business as practitioners and that's what we know, right? We don't know the business stuff. And so I think a lot of times practitioners have a hard time actually knowing what the cause of that problem is. So let's say it's the cash flow thing, right? Like busy months, then slow months. Yeah. A slow month comes along and someone goes, oh my goodness, I need to do more marketing. And they're thinking like, that's what the problem is, is I haven't been marketing and I need to do marketing when that's not necessarily the problem. So then they might go trying to do more marketing, but that doesn't solve the problem necessarily. So it's really kind of a number of things. And I think we have a hard time seeing for ourselves what's actually creating the issue. And I think often, often business owners in in general and, and practitioners too, think that marketing is the solution to everything in business when I think probably some things that I want to share today are that marketing is is not always the problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I de- wholeheartedly agree with you. So let's get into that a bit more. It sounds like you work a lot with health coaches. I'm curious what you see, you know, why do you think health coaches often might be struggling with sales? Yeah. Um, I, I work with practitioners of all sorts, body workers, um, therapists of all sorts. <clears throat> um, and I think folks struggle with sales because we don't know what sales is. We lump marketing and sales yeah. together and we, we just don't know that there's such a thing as a sales process. So I don't know about you, but when, uh, when a practitioner or owner of a practice comes to me, I do like an assessment to begin, you know, what's going on. So they're coming with these goals. I want to do this. And so I want to see where is your business right now. And I will ask a practitioner, tell me about your sales process. How does someone become a client? And nine times out of 10, they're not able to actually tell me how that happens because there is no process. So there's this idea of, oh, I just need to market and market will mean something like, getting the word out there that I exist and have these services. It could be anything from, you know, a sign somewhere to posting on social media, like I exist, here I am, I have these services. And they think that's, well, that's how you get clients, but it's not right. That's just kind of this awareness piece. What is the process you have to enroll a client? And often, as you said, when it's us alone, but even once we get into building larger practices, it's still kind of a, loosey goosey kind of, well, somebody calls me 
And then it's this loosey goosey conversation. Well, I just see what are they looking for? And, you know, maybe the best case scenario is they end up booking a session out of that call, right? But it's not a clear process for enrollment. And so I think that is a real missing piece for so many practitioners. And personally, I think that learning, learning how to do sales, we could say, I know that that sounds yucky to people, but having a process for enrolling your leads into services, um, is one of the most powerful things you can do for your business. Because especially if you're a local business, and I don't know, Kendall, if your audience, my clients are like 50% are brick and mortar local businesses, and 50% are online. So I work with both completely half and half. But local businesses in particular, I'll say like in person local businesses, get lots of leads very naturally through Google search, you know, somebody's looking for those services. So those are leads. Those are people coming. And if you don't have a sales process for converting those people into clients, you're losing a lot of potential business, you know? So I think sales process, super, super important uh, to a, to a sustainable business. So tell us more, like if you could answer that question, if someone asks you, what is your sales process in healthcare business, right? What is that? Yeah. Well, I teach my clients, um, I mean, I call it the predictable sales system. So, you know, we build a repeatable, predictable sales process for them. It's customized for each client that I work with, but it's got kind of five basic steps to those. I don't, do you want to hear, hear those? You asked me about We that? do. We want to hear them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So um, I actually have two, I just said half of my clients are in person, you know, local businesses, half of them are online. So we actually have two different processes for those. And, you know, they're basically the same, but have some differences. So with a local business, the call to action on somebody's website, on their, on any of their directories, any of their like therapist directories they're in, any, you know, if they happen to have like a Yelp listing, anything like that, their card, whatever, is to schedule a a free phone consultation. And so that's this brief, like 10 minute phone call. And for online businesses, it's to schedule some kind of discovery session, some kind of strategy session, some kind of breakthrough session. The name is really based on what your business does. Like my business, it's called a discovery call. And so that's the invitation that you're offering somebody, right? And so that's actually different from even how a lot of, if we think about it, how a lot of practitioners do it. I know many folks who come to me, I look at their websites before I talk to them, if they've, if they've, uh, you know, signed up to talk with me and on their website, it's book a session. And they might even have all these different kinds of sessions to book because they might be offering, right? Different, have different modalities. And so you go to their website and you're supposed to decide for yourself what it is that you need. And so a big premise that I have, and to me, I build it into the sales process, but it's really something I strongly believe is that we should be providing for our clients what they need, not necessarily what they think they want. That is often different things. And so we want to really be able to talk to an individual and assess their situation before making a recommendation of services. And when we're putting it out in front of them, here's all these different things I offer. Which one do you want? 
basically putting it on the website like that, that's not necessarily going to help them address the problems they have or reach the goals they have uh, because they don't necessarily know. We're the practitioners who have that expertise, right? So that's part of what having a free consultation of some sort is, is your chance to do an assessment process in order to point them in the right direction for what they need. It's also a chance to put them through filters. So I don't know if you've heard that term, red velvet rope policy. So step one in the predictable sales system is the invitation to some kind of, you know, free call or yeah, in both cases, it's either a phone call or like a Zoom call. And step two is the red velvet rope process, which is some kind of application, some kind of filter. So the online businesses have a written application. My in-person businesses, they do this on the phone. So we actually have a, a somewhat scripted process that's really customized to that individual business and, and who they're looking for and what they offer. But those filters are for you as the practitioner to make sure this person is the right fit for you. And that's a bit of a flip, right? So often we we feel like, well, we're just supposed to serve anybody that comes to us. But when when you start to, you know, base your business around the people that you love working with and the ones that see the best results from your services, you're able to start seeing, ah, some people aren't a great fit for me, right? It could be what their actual problems are. It's just not something that you're really good at solving or their goals. It may be a certain personality type that you know is just not going to work with you very well, right? There could be any number of factors, but your application process or your filters filters those folks out and refers them. You know, you kindly refer them to somebody who you think would be a better fit. And then it lets the right people for you in. And so then that's step two. Um, step three is like my little secret sauce. I call it the KLT sandwich, making a little play on words on a BLT sandwich, but KLT standing for no like trust. And that is a, a nurture process. That's a nurture process we build into the sales process where after somebody has qualified and been through your filters and they're a yes for you and you know you're going to be having a full consultation with them. We do a bit of nurturing where you're introducing yourself on a more personal level and uh, showing them what results are possible for them and getting them ready for what that consultation is going to be. I'm calling it consultation, but that's what I mean by discovery call or assessment, whatever it is, depending on your business. And then the actual enrollment process happens in that full consultation. So I mentioned how the local businesses have a phone call. That's just to pre-qualify them for an actual in-person kind of assessment and consultation. And, uh, and if you're online, this is done, you know, via Zoom or something like that. And this is where you're really determining, like, is this somebody I can help? Do I have exactly what they need to be able to reach their goals or address their problems? And if so, you're leading them through a process where it becomes pretty much a no-brainer for them to say, okay, yes great, I'd like to move ahead and do this. And it means that you get to really enroll people in what they most need. So you're helping your clients get way more powerful results than you do when you're simply kind of just putting, you know, the opportunity to book a session out there with you. Instead, you get to enroll them in what potentially is a is a real long-term in-depth engagement, right? If that's what they need. Absolutely. It's it's solid advice, folks. It works. And um, it's really, really important, especially if you're uh, offering a multi-modality, multidisciplinary 
services and you're going for a collaborative business model, you're going to have a lot of clients come to your business that do not know where to start right? and do not really know what they need. So this sales process is vitally important. Consultations are vitally important. A lot of uh, my clients have heard me talk about our holistic care plan system, where it's an assessment, a comprehensive intake form assessment before the client even starts seeing anyone. And we make our recommendations and then they do consultations and start on their journey. Um, And our entire team does that assessment together in person on behalf of the client. It's, It's very effective. Hey there, this is Katie from Jane. By now, you might be familiar with our name. We're Jane, the all-in-one practice management software designed to be helpful to you no matter where or how you practice. What you might not know about us here at Jane is that we're on a mission to help the helpers. People just like you who are working hard to care for your clients, but also grow and manage a business. We know running a business can be a lot of work and we're here to help with features like online booking, intuitive charting, and a unified payment solution for all of your in-person and online payments. All of these features are designed to make your life easier, so you can spend more time doing what you love. Come get to know us at jane.app. If you're ready to get started, feel free to mention the Wellness Center Creators Podcast in your sign-up notes for a one-month grace period. So I'm curious, you know, how does the sales system impact the quality of clients you get? Because what what you said earlier about working with clients we love or that we really want to work with, um, that we're passionate about working with, this is something that a lot of providers aren't used to doing, especially if they come from uh, community-based environments. And so it's one of my favorite things as an employer when we hire someone on and we get to tell them, like, you don't have to work with every single client that calls here, mm-hmm. right? You get to have a niche. Let us help you do that. Let us help you love what you're doing. And as an employer, that's that's just one of the perks I see. It's It's really to be able to create a different new environment for the provider as well as the client. Nice. I love hearing how you're using a consultation and with all the practitioners involved. And yeah, it's such a more effective model for serving people better, right? And it's just so true. Somebody hears about some modality, you know, some friend says, oh, you need to try this. And it's really not necessarily, you know, it's like, it's not about just trying this in this one time and and seeing if that helps. It's really about providing the service, getting the services that are truly going to help you get the results you're after. So did you ask me a question in there? There, I... (laughs) I think oh, I might have oh, weaved about, it in there. So, uh, something about the, the high quality, quality clients. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so like, you know, the sales process impacts the quality of clients. So what do you Definitely. mean by quality of client and how does that work? Yeah. So first of all, I think this is not some like snobby elitist thing. The quality of client that any practitioner wants is based on what they want. And the way I do that, I don't know how you do this, but the way I do it is I work with my client, who's the practitioner, to look at all their past clients. And I do a really simple exercise that anybody listening can do right now. And I just say, tell me about who your five favorite clients ever were. 
and tell me about who, you know, we'll make it more like three, three of your, you know, crappiest clients ever were, you know, everybody's had, everybody's had problem clients, right? Everybody's had clients where you felt like you didn't, you didn't serve them well, it didn't go well, you weren't happy with it, or they weren't happy, right? Everybody's just wasn't a fit. Yeah, right. Exactly. Just wasn't a fit. So we actually make those lists. It's pretty easy for people to come up with that. You know, even if they've been in business for 20 years, it's like, it's pretty easy to kind of highlight, oh, loved these clients. Oh, here were some not so great ones. And we start to comb through and actually identify what was it about these favorites? What was it about the ones that weren't a fit and actually identify what are the qualities and we look for the patterns. What's really clear across these? What do all the yes clients have in common? What do all the no clients have in common? And from that is how we we start to develop, you know, I call it a bullseye client. People call it ideal client, client avatars, et cetera, right? So I call it your bullseye client as in the bullseye of your target market, kind of who you're really aiming for. And, and often, you know, I think in business stuff in general, a lot of people have learned this concept of ideal client. And I think a lot of times they're really focused on demographic stuff. You know, it's like women in their mid, you know, 40s who blah, 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 and their moms. And that's great. If that's truly like what the data shows, that's great. But we can get even deeper than that in terms of even how they talk about their health or how they talk about themselves. I mean, just you have to look for the patterns yourself. But there can be all kinds of interesting things that come out of it when you look at it. So you mentioned niche, you might see that there is a really clear niche, like these specific problems are what I know how to address or these specific goals. Sometimes the niche when it comes to, you know, health or wellness isn't that clear, but it's very clear this type of person, right? And what they're striving for. So that's what we look for. And those we build that into your sales process. So for example, in that pre-qualification process, we're asking questions to determine. So the practitioner can determine, is this one of my people or is this one of the ones that's not going to be a fit and I refer on? And as you're talking about, Kendall, you know, when you get to, when you have a new employee and you get to train them, it's super empowering as I'm sure you've, you've, you know, witnessed. It's so empowering to be able to turn somebody away and refer them to a place where you know that's going to be better for them. It's a really empowering thing for yourself too, to understand I am here to serve at my most powerful. And that means I need to find, you know, it's for the right people. And yes, you don't need to take anyone. So anyway, we developed that into a list of, you know, questions, essentially, in that phone call, you're asking questions. And in the application, you're asking questions, and you're using that as a filter. And then I will just say, too, there's very practical pieces to that. So one of the things that comes up when I have people do that yes and no clients exercise, that very simple exercise, something that comes up in like 99.9% .9 of people's lists of qualities is, you know, the yes clients were really committed to the process. They always came back. They always paid on time. They never, you know, never kind of gave any problems. So that's just an automatic built into the sales process is things like asking around budget uh, question, asking the budget question so that you're not going through the process with somebody who's like, oh, no, I'm not willing to pay that or whatever, right? So there's a budget question in there and a time commitment question too. So that you're not, you're not working with folks who are just looking for like this one time, can you fix me thing? Like understand, oh, this is, this is a commitment to reaching my goals. You exactly. Know, so those are simple things. So 
What do you see as the biggest mistakes during consultations or those discovery calls? Because this is something we train on a ton on our team and there's huge strategy behind discovery calls. Mm-hmm. And there's it's also the opportunity for the provider to screen the potential client to see if they're a good fit for them. So what are what are those common mistakes that you see? Right. There are there are plenty. <laughs> and like you have a really you have a really clear process that you train your people in and I do too with my clients. We I, we have a 10-step process. I think it's amazing. You probably have an amazing one too. I mean, I think the big lesson for anyone listening is you need a process. This is not just like this thing where you wing it and make casual conversations. So I'll say that's one that's one mistake really common is not having a process for your consultations where you think it's just, oh, we just get to know each other. And if they like me enough, they'll sign up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's 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 a mistake. A second one is actually, as as you just noted, think well, as I think. I think a big problem overall in being a business owner is thinking that I'm here to try to get people to like me and sign up for my stuff instead of taking that leadership position of I'm here to serve people really powerfully and help them get results. And not everybody is for me and I'm not for everyone, you know? So this is not your consultation is not this place for you to be proving that you're worthy and good. <laughs> it, it is very much a place where you're taking leadership. First of all, making sure this is somebody you want to work with and that you can really help. And if it is leading them through a process where they're empowered to take the step forward to reach their goals, it really has nothing to do with you being liked or convincing somebody. I kind of like, I, I always get on high alert when I hear the word convincing, when somebody says, how do I convince them to work with me? And I'm, I'm like, you don't, you don't, <laughs> don't convince do them, right? You don't convince them, you know, you, you give them openings again, so that they're empowered to step forward. And that's really what it is, is they need to be stepping forward. It should not be you pulling. So that kind of leads me to what I think is the very common mistake is especially when if you're turned off or freaked out by the word sales, it's because you think that sales is this pushy thing where you're like pitching your services and telling somebody, well, you need this and you need this and here's why. And you're like trying to, just like I said, convince them, right? And so um, I I would imagine your process is like this as well, but I, I call what I do no pitch selling. Like you're not pitching your services. You're not convincing people. It's really not about you at all. It's all about the client. And, you know, the more talking they're doing in the consultation, the better a job you're doing. You want them to be the ones talking and you are leading them through a process for their own recognition of what's going on and what they need. And you are showing somebody what they need. So that is part of our process is that you're laying out for them. Here's the strategy that I would recommend for you. And, as, and, you know, when you're laying that out for them, as long as that's something you provide, then they're taking that step forward and saying, that sounds great. I would love your help in that. Can you, can you help me with that? And they're actually asking you, can you do this? Can you help me with this? Great. How much does it cost? <laughs> awesome. How do I sign up? Right? Like, and it's just very, very simple when you do that the right way. Absolutely. 
Joanna, it's been amazing chatting with you today. I can already tell this won't be the last time that we have a chat. You have a great giveaway for our listeners today if you want to tell everyone how to take advantage of it. Oh, yes. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, I have a masterclass. It's called the Client Champion Formula Masterclass. And it's basically my framework for practitioners to get high quality long-term clients and really create steady, predictable income in their businesses. And so you can sign up at, at, for that at joannasapier.com slash wellness center creators named after this podcast. Wonderful. Um, and if uh, people want to sign up with you for that discovery call you've been talking about, they can head o- over to your website, I imagine. Yep. So my website's joannasapir.com. And since um, these are podcast listeners, I also have a podcast called The Business Revolution for Practitioners with Joanna Sapir. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you so much again. And our listeners, um, I'm sure, have gotten so much out of today. And I'm excited to chat with you again soon. Awesome. Thanks, Kendall. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please visit our website at wellnesscentercreators.com for more show notes and additional episodes. By the way, I love hearing from listeners. Please send me an email at Kendall, K-E-N-D-A-L-L at wellnesscentercreators.com with your feedback. And if you send me a question, maybe I'll read it on the show, anonymously, of course. Thanks so much again for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the Wellness Center Creators Podcast.